Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm great. Getting geared up for uh, the Thanksgiving festivities, which mm -hmm. this will air after that, but uh, it's tomorrow. <laughs> and me and the girls went out for dinner tonight, and I got one in the kitchen right now making food for tomorrow, and nice. it's going to be a good time. Everybody nice. Else? Nice. That's about to be me. I'm like, I feel like my my life is like just crazy hectic spilled all over the house. It's a holly jolly Thanksgiving in my house, by the way. Nice. I'm one of those people that starts to decorate for Christmas like on November I, 1st. I love it. Yeah. We're, right, we're right there with you, by the way. Nothing wrong with that, Nikki. I feel like it's been Support since, that. It's really been since COVID, right? Where people like just kind of stopped giving a shit about right. conventional rules. But I yeah. just feel like... It's my favorite time of year when the house is decorated for Christmas and the trees are up and the mm -hmm. lights are up and you can turn off all your lights at night except the twinkle lights. Yep. It's so ambient and beautiful. And if you wait until after Thanksgiving, then you only have it. And we used to, we, this is our first year ever not traveling for Christmas. So we would right. travel, you know, like starting a few days before Christmas Eve. So I would only get it for like 20 days. That's not a right. lot. So I started to say, screw it. And I was like, all right, when people come over for Thanksgiving, it's just going to be like Hobby Lobby exploded in my house. And that we, were, uh, <laughs> we, were we were driving home from dinner tonight and uh, one of my neighbors always decorates for Halloween and they put up Oogie Boogie every year from the Nightmare Before mm -hmm. Christmas. Mm -hmm. And my oldest, Mira, goes, you know, they should just leave that up all the way through Christmas. And I'm like, damn, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Like, why wouldn't you? Like, decorated Halloween in nothing but Nightmare Before Christmas and then just leave it up. Yeah, That's a great idea. Yeah, right. have, you guys, have you guys seen, like, the the big 12-foot skeletons now yeah. from Home Depot, yeah. right? So you see all the pictures now. And by the way, my wife uh, volunteered us to uh, buy one of those this year, so that was uh, super fun. Yes. And so I looked at her as I was taking this thing apart. I was just like, you know what? We should just be that family. Just you leave should. it up. Mm -hmm. I Get fully like support up, that. String up Christmas lights, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, just do a lot of things. It could be the Easter Bunny in the springtime, like whatever. I love it. I, you know I, what? I, was, I support this fully. You, you invested, I so. Yeah, I, by the way, those, those 12 foot tall skeletons, I was driving on the freeway and this guy had one of those like Jeeps, like open back, no. Yeah. And he had mounted the skeleton sitting yes. in the back of the Jeep. Out of the back, uh, like wildest thing I'd ever seen. Yes. That's awesome. So, yeah, skeletons, skeletons are my two-year-old's favorite thing. I don't understand. So, like skeletons, Halloween was like he came into his own. He like found himself in in Halloween in the fall this Good year. Friend. Skeletons are his all-time favorite thing on the planet. He calls them spooky ones. <laughs> Every night after the gym, he would want to drive by all the epic lawns that had the big halloween displays out and and i mean like spooky one everything like he we got him a tiny little like three foot tree to decorate himself he picked out spooky one ornaments to put on it he carries around a jack skellington stuffy he has like a jack skellington blanket he's like truly up a nightmare before christmas he's all in he's, he's all, all in a nightmare before christmas is like his one true love and it like have you guys seen it recently Oh, yeah, no. it's amazing, but it's yeah. a little scary. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of scary. I hadn't seen yeah. it in ages until I like, you know, I was looking for like Mickey Mouse Halloween and it like was on the thing and he was like, oh, that one. So I put it on and he's like in love with it. And I'm like, this is actually kind of freaky for a two year old. But like the scarier, the better all Halloween season. And so now he keeps asking to go see the spooky ones. And I'm like, do you want to go see the Christmas light? <laughs> he's gearing up for santa though he's getting excited about it nikki's oh, raising yeah. a little little serial killer up there in rhode island i don't know i don't no, I'm, I'm like a true crime junkie so like maybe he gets it from me kind of but even i don't like scary movies and things like that so. hey look you're you're lucky you know like a lot of little kids are just scared of their own shadow so the no. fact that he's not that's, that's good no, and he would want to like all those big Halloween displays with the big scary shit, like the really scary ones that like jump out at you and whatever. He would want to like go touch them. Hmm. It's wild. I don't understand. His two favorite things in the world are skeletons and guitars. He takes after his uncle John. And so oh, our, yeah, yeah huh? 
the, the favorite movie in the house right now is Coco because it's got both. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, you tell him his Uncle John's going to hook him up with a guitar at some point. So well, he, asked, guy's, he asked Santa for a guitar. So. Did he? Are you buying mm-hmm. him one? Santa going to bring him one? Yeah, I think so. I looked up that website that you sent me to see if there's maybe I should get him one of those, like a like a legit like one, because he has like a fake ukulele from Amazon right now that doesn't even really have strings. It has like fishing wire on it, basically, you know, <laughs> right. and he jams on that thing. But yeah, we'll see. We'll hey, those, those little good, they're called Lug for anyone yeah. who cares. Lug guitars. Fender has a partnership with them now, but they've been their own brand oh, for sweet. years. And they make these little three string guitars for kids. And they're, they tune just like guitars. They play like guitars. They're solidly built. They're not very expensive. They sound great. They come with instruction. They come with like a, a little book of instructions. And there's obviously tons of stuff online. And it's a great learning tool for little kids that want to learn to play guitar. Like it's really great. So can it, I, can hope it you, I hope you love 43 year olds. Can it teach 43 year olds how to play? Yeah. Yeah. Ask you can learn on that. Just asking for a friend. That's it. right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Like I, I tell everybody the same thing that wants to learn to play guitar. Like YouTube is your greatest, the greatest invention on the planet. Yeah. If you want to learn to play guitar, there's so many resources. It's, yeah. I was just joking with my daughters. We were watching YouTube before I logged in here. And my entire feed is nothing but guitar stuff and like nerdy comic book stuff. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's absolutely ridiculous what my feed looks like. It's like guitars and Batman. That's all it is. Like constantly. Algorithmically, I think you might have hit the jackpot. That sounds actually wonderful. Well, I also get fitness stuff in there, which is why we got to have you guys on. So it's Frank and I didn't even introduce our guests, but Frank and Greg with Hero Barbell are with us tonight. And we have a mutual friend, Eamon Coyne, who was on the show with me not that long ago for a a master's episode. And he connected us and I thought it'd be fun to chat about what you guys are doing. You're like jumping headfirst into the most competitive space in our sport. (laughs) Really? I guess, I guess the biggest players known to man. So, you know, no pressure, no pressure. At Let's all. go. No pressure. Yeah, at all. yeah, it's good. John, by the way, that was like probably one of the best, like most professional segues I've ever even, I've right? ever, ever even heard. I mean, that was, yeah, yeah seriously. I mean, that was, I'm not going to lie. I impressed myself a little. Even Nikki was, was like, wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah. But yes, I am dying to know a little bit more about uh, what drove you guys to get started. So for our listeners who are not familiar with Hero Barbell or what you guys are doing, can you give us the sort of overview of the brand and your goals and sort of like what you guys have been up to lately? I cannot, Nikki, I cannot give you an overview. Greg always jokes, I'm uh, the loudest member of the Four Horsemen. That's what we affectionately refer to our our partners as now. So, I mean, if you want the Cliff Notes version, I'll probably can. I can finish that in half the episode, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. (laughs) Seriously, it was, it was, it was, it started out as three guys. All of our daughters played softball together. We met up that way. We, we realized that we all, you know, at one point went to the same CrossFit gym together and, you know, we just, friends just became better friends. And then COVID legitimately just brought all of us together. Yeah. Unfortunately, our gym, you know, had to shut down. It never got started back up again. So we started building out our own garage gyms and we just kind of became frustrated with all the options on the market or lack thereof really at the time. And we didn't really want to settle or pay, you know, four or $500 for a a bushing bar. We really wanted to kind of, you know, be proud of, of, of the, the element, the gym that we created in our, in our own space. So. I was, uh, I was, I was a Marine uh, at the time, still am, obviously you can't, uh, once, once you're a Marine, you can't not stop being a Marine. It was like um, Pringles that way. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just yeah. can't stop. Once yeah. you pop. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, that was a little, terrible little, joke. I jumped well, in with great. comedic relief. Like I was like, oh, I have a John joke. <laughs> I'm so it. clever That's, and witty. That was that not. Was only, the only reason why Greg has me yep. in the in the group is for comedic relief. So. Right. No, uh, before, let me just jump in just, um, real quick. On Frank. You got it. Dag, you're it. I think it's, no, I think it's important that we know this to go into it when you're asking questions. Because Frank, as he said, is a little talkative. He, he was a, a F-18 Hornets pilot in the Marines for 20 years. And his call sign was squeaky. 
that's that's his call sign, right? Like Maverick, Ice all, all those. He was yeah. Squiggy. And the reason why they named him Squiggy, there was a show back in the 70s called Laverne and Shirley. You guys probably heard it, right? Yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah. One of the main characters was the neighbor was the uh, super loud Italian guy that would never shut up. Perfect. That's literally how he got his call. So when we ask for whatever reason, just like, hold on. Like grab a grab a drink, sit back. You'll get wow! So go ahead, Frank. Finish telling the. Wait, the that is the earring. That is the least military-like reference that I could ever imagine. Where you were like getting into the core, and these people were getting to know you, and they were like, "You know what? We're gonna call this dude Squiggy. We're gonna call him this character from Laverne and right. Shirley." Yeah, yeah. No, it was. You should, Nikki. You should. We, you know, we're just we're, for the the sake of just the Marine Corps' reputation, we're going to leave some of the other ones out of it. I, I got out, I got out pretty clean. Got uh, it, which was, which was nice. Uh, so, but yeah, so I mean, we were, you know, I was I was a Marine at the time, so obviously studied business my entire life, and was really interested to what Greg and Mike were kind of spewing at me. No, I I was. I was not a business guy at all. I was a history major in college. I fly airplanes for a living. That's what I do. Greg, Mike, they're the geniuses behind all this stuff. You know, both of the guys are NBAs. Greg's a serial entrepreneur. You know, he'll he'll call himself a nerd. The guy's the furthest thing from it. A D1 athlete, San Diego State football team, all that good stuff. But I digress. Yeah. 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 No No. big deal. (laughs) So, yeah. So, we were sitting around in his... It is in its place, you know, kind of actually quarantining together and all of our wives are friends, daughters are friends, all the things. And Greg kind of pitched this idea and Mike and I were basically, you know, just having enough of these to just be like, yeah, 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 dude, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. And, you know, fast forward three years later, here we are. I don't understand because I would like so many things in life that I don't have or that I want to be better. Yep. And I fully don't understand how you go from you guys kind of suck or they're expensive or we can't get them because it's COVID to like, let's just fucking make our own. Greg. Nikki, you need a holiday. Yeah. Greg. Health. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You can can take it. You take it. Yeah, I know. I mean, it literally was that. You know, we. I was totally spoiled, right? I mean, we, we, me and Frank both were doing CrossFit forever. I was, you know, I started doing CrossFit, I guess, in like 2012, 13. But the, the gym I went to, the owner had this $1,000 Alikio bar that was like a sure. personal bar. And I, he was like, we were cool. So whenever I'd go in there, I just, he just let me work out, right? So I always just worked out at the best bar. And occasionally he was doing the wad and I'd have to grab one of that kind of the generic ones off. Yeah, I'm down here with the rest of us. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. So, yeah, we, we were looking to buy our bars, and you know, I kind of knew the difference between. I mean, little nerdy things like there was between 28 millimeters versus like 28.5. Like I, mm-hmm. I have big hands, but I kind of like just that feel in my, you know, my hand. Bearings versus bushy and the spins of the bar, and and the the bars that we really wanted were in that. $600 range and that $300 barbell was like kind of the lower end fine like good bar okay but just not what I was used to using so I started to do a little research into manufacturing the bars and it, and and it was like dollar shave club like that was like the inspiration mm-hmm. it was like why don't we kind of do what they did with the Gillette razor right like you don't need an $8 razor like why why spend $8 like they're, they're they they must waste a lot of money marketing whatever it is what if we built like the $8 razor, but was able to offer it for a dollar. That was like the concept and the idea that I pitched them on and started to look at manufacturing the process. And that's what I came to it is, hey, let's start a, a company. We'll have one product. It'll just be a barbell. We'll build like the top of the line barbell that we can and we'll undercut the competition and blah, blah, blah. And I come up with dumb ideas all the time. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in the middle of COVID. I like I'm working, but nobody's really working. And most times friends just humor me for a minute and then the idea goes away in a scrap pile. And these guys, you know, they just called me on the block and we're like, yeah, it's a great idea. Let's do it. And then once they did that, 
we just kind of ran with it. And it was like, itemize the steps and you just start to tackle them one, one after another and start brainstorming, think of a name, think of a logo. We start working manufacturers and before you know it, we're, we're, we're knee deep. But I'm, let me just add really quick. It's, it wasn't just a Dollar Shave Club model, right? That was the start. That was the idea behind it. But it was something so much more. It was like, okay, got it. We have a model. Now let's build a brand. Let's build a brand behind this model. And, you know, it was like, I mean, straight up field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. I swear to God, the followers will start to trickle in. Like, they'll start to gain traction. Just trust me on this one. And we gave ourselves to... We gave ourselves to Greg, right? And and yeah. and no kidding, really started focusing on the brand building behind this idea, and it, I mean, it caught on. It was it was it was awesome. And I'll shut up now, John. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say I'm going to Venmo you a dollar for my barbell. Yeah, <laughs> great. Now, you know, it seems like a hell we're of having a, a Black Friday sale right now. You might as well just get it. Might yeah. be I'm like pretty close to a dollar. So ninety nine cents. That's, um, right. that's, that's huge, Frank. Honestly, if you, you guys talk in brand, like now you're in my territory, and I yeah. cannot stress enough how important it is for new businesses and entrepreneurs and people who are looking to really make a splash in any industry in any sure. scene to figure out how to differentiate yourself with brand and how to build a following with more than just what you sell because that is the ultimate differentiator truly sure no i you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more yes. the, the the market you're in reminds me of this is going to be a very weird analogy but it reminds me of like maybe the 80s and 90s when you still had college radio and you'd find mm. a band that no one had heard of. And at the time, it'd be like you two, you know, they're like, oh, my God, have you heard of this Irish band? You know, ends up being the biggest <laughs> thing on the planet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but well, people did that in those days. Like you would find something and you would tell all your friends. And I feel like the fitness community is that way about that yeah. to some degree. It's like everybody knows who the big players are. But when you find yeah. like, like I have a small brand, I have a, a barbell in my basement, my home gym. I bought it eight years ago from a brand that most people haven't heard of. And I love that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And whenever someone has asked me about it, I just rave about it. I love it. And it's not the big box name brand that you guys all know. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think people are that way about it. You know? That's a yeah. great point. I think people are that way in our fitness community in general, out, even outside of just like equipment. I, I get that vibe hardcore in our like CrossFit community and our functional mm -hmm. fitness and everyday fitness like community in general. And I love that shit. I yeah. love finding a tiny niche brand like on Instagram randomly that makes, you know, insert piece of equipment here or or even like leggings, sports bras, like whatever I need for the gym that might be like totally different because I'm convinced there's someone out there that's cracked the code and that has yep. suddenly made the bigger, better thing. And I believe in entrepreneurs and I believe in small business and I believe in like the, the people who are like thinking outside the box. And so I actually think that that's a really perfect analogy, John, for like all of our people. And I think also all of our people are always striving for better. So yes, you know what's quote unquote the best out there. And if you want it and if you can afford it, if you've had your eye on it forever, like I totally get that too, because I've been there. But I'm also like, hmm, who else is making leggings that I need to try? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Who else is out there who's thought of the problems that that also plague me? But the best yeah. the best thing about this community, you know, and, and obviously you guys you see it before before we actually built this thing. You see it from the outside. You see it as an athlete. You see it as a gym goer. You see the community that your local gym builds. You see it when you go to competitions. But then once we started selling and actually showing up and putting up booths and being vendors and then scoring our first major sponsorship in the master's circuit, holy crap, how fiercely loyal is this mm. community to yeah. a product and a brand that they get behind and they mm. believe in it is awesome and it has i have had more moving moments in the last two years just just with our athletes with 
hour. I, I affectionately refer to them as Hero Nation, but it's 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 not it's not anything huge like hundreds of thousands of followers or anything like that. But you know, it's thousands strong, and I'm like super proud of that. I'm mm. I'm totally pumped. And John, you like you made a point too. I just want to roll back to that. Like the the '90s music circuit. Like Greg Greg and I uh, live in an area where. You know, this like small band from Poway High School. I don't know. Maybe you guys heard of Blink-182. <laughs> I mean, they busted out on the scene, you know, a time or two ago. And I mean, look at them. Like, all we have to do is, I guess, what, sell out and figure this whole yeah. thing out mainstream and, <laughs> and go from there. Well, so, you're, I mean, you're it's, in it. It's there, you know. You're, you're in an interesting market or, you know, the product that you're selling has a real pass fail ratio. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you think of it, like barbells go get a lot of heavy duty work. And as much yeah. as we'd like to say, people aren't going to drop them empty. They're going to drop them empty. Sure. They're, you know, they're just going to get beat the hell up and your reputation. I'm going to guess you guess, correct me if I'm wrong, is built in that first year. Like the yeah. lifespan of the lifespan of a shitty barbell is very short and oh, I've sure. seen it and great barbells last forever you know and and yeah heard there's not a lot nothing but rave reviews about what you guys are selling what are you doing to ensure that quality because i that's what i keep hearing about you guys is how great the quality is we go ahead greg yeah no i you know we we put a lot of time and effort in the product right we, you know and I'll, I'll go back to the product in a second i i think getting back to the brand Nikki, kind of to your point, that was always something that was really important to us and being authentic to who we were. It wasn't a let's sit down and here's an opening in the space and how can we create this story that resonates with these people? It was never that. It was like, yeah. you know, we call ourselves the Sur Suburban Legends. It's kind of a joke between us. That started me and Mike, our other partner, were in it was in a CrossFit competition. It was a team competition. That was just the I was there. We, we came up with. But everything that we've always done with the brand has always been kind of before us, by us. Let's come up with stuff that we like. Let's come up with a product that we like. Let's come up with messaging and language that we like that resonates with us. It's true who we are. And, you know, that's what we went out with. I mean, you go to our website and you read the, the product descriptions. Like Frank wrote that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. you, know you, you read the story about us. Like Frank writes all that stuff. And it, it's just like who he is, like authentically and legitimately. So that's always been a big part of it is like this idea of we want to make sure that we're true to who we are. But then, you know, to get to your, your question, John, the product has always been, you know, I'm, I'm probably more on the product side. Frank's a little bit more on the voice side, but it's always been like ultra, ultra important to put the best product that we can out there. I mean, we're not stupid. We get it. Like it's barbell. It's like, we're not, you know, this isn't you know, a, a BMW, right? This isn't like the unbelievable engineering that involves, you know, thousands and thousands of parts and precision, but like we kind of take that approach to the product and the design with how we want to do things with using the the best materials, bearings, uh, Cerakote is kind of our cover. And then, you know, we're, we're pretty crazy and strict in the manufacturing process with people that help us and support us in the QC to make sure that we're minimizing any type of defects. And then when, you know, defects do happen because they are, we're not perfect. I mean, our, our hit rate is like 99.7% as far as like having issues. We, we work really hard to take care of those right away and, yeah. and, you know, deal with the issues as they come up. And I, I think that's the reason why the reputation has been strong. I think people resonate with the product, but they also resonate with people buying the product. And, and Greg, when Frank is writing out you know, kind of these mission statements or, you know, talking about the, about us, are you having to take it from the crayon? He's writing it in eating, eating. something else, yeah, eating like, it. Really? Yes. Yeah. John, there's more, there's more, there's probably more truth to that than, than you even know. Right. But Greg, <laughs> Greg's like, like, there's, like a lot, there's a lot of editing going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we pushed, we pushed the story on medium and, you know, and Greg was like, Oh, you know, Fred, Frank wrote this and story by Frank Severus. Dude, that thing was co-authored bigger than shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I got it. I, I, I put, I put pen to paper, but like at the end of the day, it wouldn't have been the story that it, it, it ended up being without, without Greg. I mean, Greg, Greg absolutely crushed that thing. Effort. I want to, what's that? Group effort. Yeah, we, 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 we got a good part. 
a good partnership and it, it was like totally an accident. And, you know, mm-hmm. obviously yeah. John, you and Nikki, like together, your partnership to the show, like we, we, me, Mike and Frank, the original founders, like we didn't sit down. Like there, there's still no CEO of our company. Like right. n- none of us like hold that title. Right. But it's, there's things that I do well that I've taken ownership over. There's things that Frank does well that he takes ownership over. And then our third partner, Mike, there's things he does well he, that neither me or Frank want to do or know how to do or care to do. He runs the finances, the legal, appliance. That, and then, you know, we brought in our, our fourth partner who's like the real deal, like CrossFit Games athlete, like knows, you know, trainer, works with the professionals. And he gave us that like true level of being mind of the elite athlete in the space that none of us were, at least in the CrossFit space. And mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been great, man. We all complement each other well. We're all still really good buddies. I'm not throwing a Christmas party in a couple of weeks. Frank and his family's going to come over. All of our daughters are super close. So it's been a really, it's been a really great partnership. That's really special. And it's awesome. My partners and I at work say this a lot. It's really hard to find unique partnerships and relationships that mesh well in a business setting. It's hard. And when that happens, it's truly special. And I don't think that that can be overstated enough because when you think about, you know, working for other people or going and working for a corporation, and John can probably attest to this better than any of us because he manages like bazillions of people. But like you're, you're forced into those situations, right? In a work environment. And more often than not, it's just passable. But I really think that like the way that a, a business truly can, a small business at least is different in a corporation, but the way that a small business can truly survive and thrive and grow and scale and do all the things that you want to do is only if and when that partnership at the very top is as unique as yours, where it's like you were kind of friends first and you yeah. have these unique skill sets, but you're still super collaborative. So like you have your lane, but your hands are all up in each other's shit all the time, but there's no stepping on toes. It's very strange dynamic and it doesn't happen very often. And I just feel like anyone who has that feels particularly lucky, you know? There's a lot, there's lots of stepping on toes, but we well, always apologize. But you don't really like, mind it. You're like, Ooh, sorry. Tony, yeah. Tony, Tony gets his toes stepped on all the time. I, I like, seriously. And I just look at it. I look at Tony. I'm like, my bad, man. Yeah. My bad. You know, and he, and, and we, and we hug it out. And he's like, yeah, no, I know. You know, it's just like the 10th time I've told you. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm just so passionate. I just, and I, just I, I, I can only use, I can only use that excuse for so many. That's times. the best. That's Before the best partnership though. You need, yeah. you need partners yeah. that yeah. are, are going to be aggressive about what you're both passionate about. You need them to be passionate about it. You need to disagree more than you think you should. Nikki and I disagree a lot and and people don't get to see that very often, but it's important to have, you know, kind of that give and take and discussion around what's important in this, in our case for a show, but in your case for a product, you know, I think you need that for, for, um, mental health for one to be able to, because it is, it is a job, you know, but I think for the growth of your product, growth of your business, everything you're trying to do like you need people with with dissenting views mm-hmm. i think it's really important if everyone's a yes man you're going to fail mm-hmm. guaranteed yeah Greg, and, Greg and so you need people to call you out on your shit you need someone yes. to be like frank i have told you this 10 times to so stop fucking around really because right. otherwise it's and you have to be kind but you have to be real enough with one another to be able to have conflicts and resolve mm-hmm. conflict in a way that is real you can't really sugarcoat shit with your partners. You just can't. Yeah. You don't have to be a yeah. dick about it. But if you feel it, you have to say it. Otherwise, it's like a marriage. It's going to come back out later, 10 times worse. And you're going to have to go Busters. to counseling. Yeah. yeah, bad. Well, Real and bad. I think we've, and look, we've experienced like we've experienced all that. You know? yeah, I, think cool, I think the cool part about the business and our business and our brand is the fact that at the end of the day, you know, if you're just, if you're, you know, God forbid, just like kind of crumbles and, and washes away tomorrow morning, I think when it's all said and done, every single one of us would still be the closest of friends mm-hmm. and, you know, I got it. We lost, we lost some money, but we, we gained a whole ton of life experiences Yeah, that ultimately 
bring us closer together. That shit's not going to happen. But, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. uh, but, so, but, yeah. So take me from, Greg, take me from you figured out manufacturing, you like mm-hmm. brought it to these guys. Now you have barbells being made that you're proud of and you what? You just start selling? Like, how did you get from, hey, guys, we're ready to be a company. We're ready to be a brand to where you are today, where I understand you have you have partnerships, you have some athletes on your roster. What was that journey like? It, it It's really crazy. I mean, I would be lying and say that I planned all this or I thought <laughs> all this was going to happen. I So my background's in digital for the most part, digital engineering, like I've, you know, building software, marketing, all that type of stuff. So I have, I have a pretty good understanding of how that works. I, I think in my mind, I thought this was going to be a direct consumer brand. We'd create a product. We'd get really good with digital marketing. We'd find a way to get our brand out there. We'd undercut on cost and we would, we would sell some barbells, make a little bit of money. You call me in my agency. I get it. Yeah, I hear from, yeah. you, hear from yeah. you entrepreneurs all the time. A hundred percent. That's <laughs> That's really, I think, where in my mind, I thought we were going with this thing. So, you know, having a little bit of background, I was pretty hands-on. Built a Shopify store. We got all the social media stuff up. We, you know, hired a photographer, got all our product shots. And, you know, I was like, all right, we're on. We actually did go through an agency. So that's not something I'm very good at myself. And we started to sell. We actually started selling on Amazon. That was one of our first channels we started on Amazon, which, by the way, was fine. Never were not 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 the best experience in the world. It's really we, tough to be a small business on Amazon. Tough, it is tough, yeah. really tough. Yeah, yeah. We started to sell on Amazon, and people started to buy the bars. Reviews started to come in. We started to you know get some traction, and then the craziest thing happened. Real athletes started to like it, mm-hmm. and honestly, Tony, who is our is our fourth partner. He heard of the brand and he heard of the product and he looked up Frank and he set up a meeting with us. And honestly, I think that was sort of what spearheaded the next jump because that was when we brought on Andrew and uh, Nistler to come on and we created the Nistler Bar, which launched our entire women's bars okay. product yep. line. And, it, you know, she went on and won back-to-back, you know, championships as a part of Mayhem and on that team event. And it just created a certain amount of legitimacy in the space. And it just kind of steamrolled from there. And it's been ultimately grassroots. We put very little money in really trying to grow the brand other than just, you know, what you would expect. But I think it just, it's resonated with people. I don't know, Frank, I mean, do you want to add to that? I mean, we, you know, it, it was, it was exactly that. I mean, Tony, t- Tony was the one who brought legitimacy to the brand he was he he put a barbell in his hands right and and he 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 sought me out it was crazy sold his crossfit gym in minnesota one of i think that was the second or third moved down to california with his family he's just sick and tired of the snow i I guess it snows up in the north area we don't don't it is so cold in my office right now i'm in my house coat it's it's real (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the struggle i get it but no and 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 he hit he hit up he hit up a gym in escondido and 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 literally we're having coffee two weeks later and set to call up with with the three of us uh, andrea him and and me and and from there like tim paulson gets into this Eamon gets in you know gets into this train and it just it it, it just it it went as a matter of fact, like it took off so fast, Greg, Greg kind of like, dude, 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 you know, he was like, this is, this is nuts. We weren't, we weren't expecting that. Right. Like, I, I mean, I, I knew of Andrea, I knew of Tim because he was an, he was an older athlete. Right. And that's, you know, it's kind of like more, more Greg and I's, Greg and I's time, time, time frame, but it's. Holy crap, man! These these are guys that we were watching on TV, and and I just I just had Andrea and and her husband out for the weekend down in San Diego. We did a photo shoot and had a blast and went to dinner with. I, it was just it was super cool. It was almost surreal to the fact that it's this 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 company just kind of took off and this brand kind of took off. 
And how, how validating for you guys in that moment where you got together to build a better product because you were straight up like, we want this top of the line thing that like either doesn't exist or it exists for a bazillion dollars that none of us feel like spending money on. And we want it to be the best of the best. And then you had the the real cream of the crop athletes be like, yeah, this, this thing that you made, it is the best. I would like to be a part of it. Like how validating in that moment for you guys where you were like, oh, we fucking did it. <laughs> it was great. It, yeah. Seriously, it was great. Like, you know, yeah, I, no, I, I always find it. I find it surreal. Like, I think in my heart, this is going to sound cheesy, but I think in my heart, it, like, I'm kind of a, I'm a creator. I'm like an artist. I, I love, you know, I, I do, I just take on little hobbies, like started painting and I play music and I like to draw. And I think I got into the tech side early on because I, I enjoyed building software, like starting with the concept and idea and you end up into this, you know, finished product. Mm-hmm. So the, just the idea of having this concept and this idea on paper, sort of drawing it out, specking it out, designing it and seeing something finished is always really rewarding, I think in life in general. And then actually having something that resonates with other people is, I, I think it's like the, the highest form of enjoyment I have professionally. I mean, I love doing yeah. it. That's why I'm so passionate about the product stuff. You know, we're, we're looking to start expanding product lines. We've been very slow with expanding products. And the reason is, is because we don't want to just put a product out for the sake of putting product out, mm-hmm. right? Could we sell kettlebells? Sure, we could sell kettlebells. Hey, you're on Hero Barbell. You bought a barbell. Why don't you buy some kettlebells? Why don't you buy some dumbbells? It was like, we can't make that us. That's not who we are. Like we need, we're going to put a product out. It has to be like a hero product. It has to be neat. It has to be distinctive. It has to, you know, something with Marie Condon, you know, spark a little, you know, spark a little joy when Mm -hmm. you put it in your hand, right? It's always been something that's kind of been in the back of my mind. So the plates were, we're we're going to be releasing as kind of a a comp plate set that, you know, I think is very similar to what we did with Hero, which is, you know, a plate that's going to be selling for, for 60, nah, probably 30% higher than what we're going to be able to price it at, but it's going to be like a top of the line plate, put a lot of thought in the design and the specs and how it looks. And we're really proud of that. So that's, that's kind of like been our approach, but as far as how I feel about it, I, I love it. It's like the most enjoyment and fulfillment I, I get out of anything professional. I think yeah. it's interesting. You guys have built this. The, this entire brand just around your own hard work. And I don't know if this was intentional or not, but the athletes that you've brought on are, are known to be incredible, incredible hard workers. So mm-hmm. like, you know, yes. I, I know Andrea, like she's a crazy hard worker. You've recently brought on Colton Mertens, mm-hmm. who, who, who's a pig farmer for God's sakes. Like talk about a hard worker, like guy's got a crazy hard job and and fit as the day is long i just think it's interesting how you've merged this you know kind of philosophy of hey we're going to do what we love and we're really hard to provide a product to people and then the very first people you bring on completely fit that bill Mm -hmm. yeah john it was it was great just you know we talked the colton the colton story really quick so here's one of one of the guys that that he, he knows his, his agent, if you want to call it that, reached out to us. We, we'd known him from the fitness space for, for a hot minute. And he was like, hey, Colton, Colton is, is interested if you guys are interested. And I'm like, you know, just, I dropped what I'm doing. I was like, Greg, Colton Mertens is interested. We got to get him. And, and, you know, and Greg, Greg, obviously, like, he doesn't look it, but he's older than me, right? So just kind of hey he's he, he, hey just just tighten me up really quick on and i and i i spat just like four sentences and greg's sign him do whatever yeah. you gotta do get him, get him of get course. him on board yeah so i mean we were we were beyond thrilled that 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 we could that that we could convince colton to uh, to come over to team hero and he's he's awesome we're gonna work you know, collab with him to do a, a Merton signature bar as well. So I'll push uh, his bar out the next next year. And I mean, and the pig and the pig logo really opens the up pit. some cool ideas. <laughs> for the bar. 
know, my make an appearance. It's going to be um, great. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Hey, here's a free piece of branding for you that'll okay. play into your name. So you attract master's athletes, but myself and uh, I call it high school hero. It'd be great. We're all still living our high school days. Oh, perfect. perfect. I, that's like a spinoff of a suburban legend. Suburban legends. Yeah. 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 Except except yeah. you have to take the 45 pound barbell. It has to still say 45, but it needs to right. weigh 35. Right. Maybe it's like a weird in between. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 25. That'd be even better. I was, I, right. joke, I was just joking in a workout the other day. I was, it had wall balls in it and I'm looking for I'm looking for a 14 that looks like a 20, you know, one of those. Yeah. And I was, mm -hmm. I was joking with someone like the, 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 the proof that you've been doing a CrossFit for a long time is when you can catch the wall ball with your hand over the number. So nobody knows how heavy That's the right. ball is. That's smart. That's the trick. That's perfect. <laughs> and I'm cool. tucking that one away mentally right now. There you go. Yeah, I like that. High, high school hero. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can have a whole line of this. High school stuff. hero. High school I like hero. It. Like, you need uh, t-shirts. You need to send them to anyone who still talks about how much they benched in high school. That's what right. You <laughs> so I have, I have two questions just for more context of sort of like how far mm -hmm. you guys have come so far. So now you have a partnership with, with the Masters competition. Is that correct? So we have not crossed the Masters yet, Joe. But yeah, no, no, we were, we were. We were working with, with those guys. We love them, love the support. We want to be uh, at a minimum a vendor at their event this year. And then when they bring uh, CrossFit masters back to San Diego next year, we're super pumped and we'd love to support in any way, shape or, or form. We were, we are the official barbell of masters fitness championship. Yeah. And so those are, those are our bars on the floor. They have been the last two years. Eamon got us in. We're working with Jamie Free now, and Jamie's just—he he, is—he has just been absolutely amazing to work with. So super pumped with that partnership. Hoping that can continue as well. And then we got our barbells on the floor again this summer at the Monster Games. Fine. So Tony and I flew out to Joplin, Missouri, and and crushed it with Jason Ansley and his uh, his team, and we had an absolute blast. So. And then Tony, Tony is also going to be head judge this year at, at legends. So, Great. Oh, that's yeah. Right. So like nice little feather in his cap, uh, you know, an, another, another one if he needs one, but that's, um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's where we are right now. And obviously cool. like we started the brand because we were all masters athletes, yeah. you know, just kind of holding on just a little bit too tight to the glory days of 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 running running it back against the twenty something to the gym and we just have a blast doing it and and love to see love to see both sides of the spectrum the young twenty somethings that are just still you know impressive in every way shape or form with what they can accomplish. Like those guys, yeah. screw them all, screw <laughs> them all. We don't like care the, about the twenty something. No. The teen athletes, you guys are like, you're amazing. I can't believe oh how God. incredible you are. Nope. And then they turn nineteen, and you're like, fuck those dudes. <laughs> <laughs> While they just breathe and blink, it's so annoying. And then they turn thirty five, and you're show. like, welcome, welcome back, welcome yeah. everyone. Yeah. Okay, so then here's here's kind of like the big loaded question, right? Is yeah, what are the difficulties in being new in this space that is oh. so incredibly dominated by these bigger brands that CrossFit gyms know and love and have been outfitted, you know, by for years, and home gyms have been outfitted by for years, and and that I mean, friggin' what a month ago Nike entered the space where you guys like shitting your pants, like, what the hell is going on here? This is Imi what, imitation what are the is the highest things? form of flattery. Look at those bars. True, true. Like, no, what are the difficulties in trying to figure out how to build your brand in a way that is sustainable for you to keep it's, doing this? Oh, oh yeah, no, and, and and I mean that's a it's an absolutely awesome question. It's one that we it's it's one that we continue to you know constantly try and reinvent itself. I mean, like look at look at Blockbuster, right? And you know the big the big 800 pound gorilla in the space. And then all of a sudden Netflix pops up and yeah, you gone. It just, 
it, 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 it is what it is. And I'm not making any inference to a certain company that runs with Pogue. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that we're going to upend them at all. I mean, grew up, you know, pictures of, of Jason Kaliba and Kaliba shirts and like all the things. So I have nothing, nothing but respect. But what I did think, Nikki, you know, you talk about struggles with, with continuing the brand and especially in this barbell space was like, I thought we were all going to roll in here and be like, Hey guys, we're new, like Kumbaya, let's all hug it out take the brand and just show us how and we we got we got straight up kicked in the balls in oh, August. No. Yeah, and it was I, it was rough, okay? So again, me, no business background, never experienced anything like this. I try not to take it personally. Man, that was like a social I run all the socials. So like when you reach out to or when you did reach out to Hero Barbell Co before the site was disabled, it was me you're talking to. <laughs> when you reach out to Free Hero Barbell now, it was me. You're t- it is me you're talking to, right? Wait, like, re- you know? rewind, rewind, Frank. Yeah. Your oh, site got your site and your your yeah. Instagram got disabled. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. So I. So here's here's uh, you know this is this is a longer story, but it's <laughs> it's it it needs to be said, right? I mean that was the whole reason. Give, give the story. give the short version of it. I'm giving the short version. I go day one hard. It's day one of the it's day one of the games. I go to log on to send a you know good luck to all our athletes post right, and I can't. I it says my account's been disabled. No clue. Start to panic a little bit. Bring in all these players. It takes takes us two weeks to do to to deal with uh, Meta customer service. They were really helpful. Two weeks uh, to figure out who was behind all of it, and it was actually it was actually Rogue. So Rogue uh, Rogue sent out a complaint. Didn't send us anything. Rogue just fired off a complaint to Meta. Meta didn't reach out at all to us. They just shut our shit down. The complaint was what? The complaint was trademark violations. Okay. And an IP infringement. So when I say trademark violations, I had a picture of this is one of the this is one of the pictures they referenced on our social account. I had a picture of Heather Hippensteel, one of our athletes. We were welcoming her to Team Hero. This was a picture I think of uh, when she was uh, on Team Invictus in 2014. She actually won the game, so it was in it was in the team games. She's sitting there under underneath under underneath the barbell with with obviously Rogue plates, right? Rogue's the equipment sponsor of the game, so Rogue plates on the things. It just said, you know, it's it, and and they they were like, hey, you're you're confusing the audience by. By, by saying that, that, you know, Rogue is a part of Hero or we're together, we're not doing a, a paid, you know, paid sponsorship or paid partnership. We're not collaborating. And this is a you know, trademark violation. And I was like, dude, I, like, come on, man. That's a, that's, that's a stretch. You're telling me that, that if I take a picture of an athlete with Nike shoes, Nike's going to come over to me and say, that's a trademark violation. Give me a break. Anyway. Don't, like again, not personal at all, right? This is uh, just a pure, pure professional. Well, uh, let, me, let, me, let me jump in because I think there's another part that's pretty interesting about this too. Because um, along with that, we got a cease and desist on selling our barbells, telling us that we could no longer sell any of our barbells. We had to immediately stop, and then they wanted to see all of our financials. This was part of the demand letter, so. Yeah, they wanted us to send us all of their financials. They say, you know, I they they did show us evidence. Apparently, they have a patent on that. You know that little rubber band that goes around the collar of the barbell. You guys have all seen mm. that, like our yeah, yeah. bracelet. They have a, yeah, barbell bracelet. Yeah. yeah, they have a they have a patent on that barbell bracelet and said that we were not bringing it on that notch. The notch. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So. Which was interesting. I mean, there's a lot of evidence that they filed that patent late and they don't. Blah, blah, blah. Well, obviously, we are too small of a company to file to fight against a rogue and a legal battle. So, 
we immediately, you know, essentially complied. And, you know, although we didn't agree with the complaint, we went ahead and shifted the design of all of our bars and had to delay manufacturing. We had significant amount of bars that we had to re- retrofit with different colors in order not to, to do that. So we found out later that they've uh, been on a little bit of a hunt with patents that they've acquired or that they've, they've created themselves. They have 125, 130 patents. I've had a lot of companies come to us anonymously saying that they've gotten similar season desists from all different types of equipment. So I think, listen, we like Rogue. I mean, I, I think Rogue's a good company. I've, you know, obviously we never had anything against Rogue. I'm not sitting here saying we're going to take Rogue down. That was never, ever our intentions. Oh, but I, but I think part of this that, that's kind of been a little eye-opening is, you know, we came into the space and it's always been a pretty collaborative space and we always had fun to what we, we've been doing. And, you know, an 800-pound gorilla, and I think that's, you know, saying it lightly for how big of a company Rogue is in comparison, to, you know, to be using patents and going around and cease and desists on this product, this product is a way to, like, quell competition. And that didn't sit real well with us. So, you know, being who we are, we're like, all right, well, listen, if that's the way Rogue's going to play, then we're going to continue to do what we're going to do. And let's make sure that people hear our story. Well, look, Greg, the good news is on an audio podcast, because you have freedom of speech, you can say Rogue sucks. What do we care? <laughs> say whatever you want. As long as, long as it's just your opinion. You yeah, say, right. in my, in my opinion, right. in my opinion, in in my my opinion. opinion Rogue sucks. That's fine. Here, That's totally yeah. awesome. oh, can, we, can we talk about how hard Frank buried the lead on all of this, where you guys got a cease and desist letter to completely stop manufacturing your entire product chain? And Frank was like, Instagram went on the first games. Frank, come on. It was my baby. Well, you're not real, right? So I know of two other major companies that have also received CMDs from Rogue their sites were not taken down. You know, I mean, it's just like, give me a break, man. I, so I deal with a lot of this too, right? In working with brands and especially in organic social, it can be really, really difficult to understand and to draw the line between what is IP and what is not, what is for profit and what is not, right? And the, the, the lines get even blurrier when you talk about something that's organically posted versus something that is then turned into an ad or did you put money behind it to boost the post? Like it's very, very gray area. And it's, there are no benchmarks truly in the world yeah. of digital marketing for this kind of stuff. So this, it happens all the time. And and I can, I truly can always see arguments of sides, right? Like if you're a larger company totally. trying to protect your shit that you think that you made, like I get it. Is taking down the little guys along with you the way at it? Probably not. Like you said, Greg, it probably should be a much more collaborative space. So it's really, really tough to navigate. But what I am hearing, Greg, is that you had the wherewithal to be like, okay, here we go. And we're pivoting. And that's what's going to keep you guys afloat, right? Getting that kind of information, being like, okay, we're not not going to court for 500 grand. Obviously, like we need to figure out how to retrofit all the bars that we already have in production. And like that type of, I don't know, that type of navigating the waters when they get choppy, that is what is really going to help you guys yeah. become such a beloved brand to us within the CrossFit space because we like, we, we're your people. We get it. We all weather those storms on a daily basis, right? So, yeah. oh, you, you got it. You got handed a shit sandwich and you ate it. Join the club. <laughs> one of us, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thank no, you. You're yeah. absolutely right. It, it really did in a strange way light a fire up. It's like in a positive way. Sure, um, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, being realistic, I'm sure they, they have a legal department that has nothing to do with leadership other than that their job is to go around and to enforce yeah. legal things, enforce patents. And I'm, so th- that's their job. And that's what lawyers yeah. get paid to do. And I'm sure that's what happened to us. But in our minds, we're on Rogue's radar. And we took that as a little bad of confidence. Yeah. Working with enough in the space yeah. that Rogue is going out of their way and doing these types of things. And there's lawyers, they're contacting us, sending us letters, doing these things. And we're like, you know what? If, if we're on Rogue's radar, then maybe we're doing the right things here. So let's do yeah. it right. Let's do it faster. That's, right. That's yeah. the right way of looking yeah. at it for sure. Yeah. And just like you said, take the good, pivot, yeah. and create better. So. Yeah. 
you know, stay tuned. Like the, I, I, we're full of ideas, right? I mean, barbell, like Greg said, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to reinvent the barbell, but there are certain things that you can do to a barbell to kind of coin it, brand it specifically. And I think we, I, I, I think we found that and we continue to, you know, kind of continue to make barbells great again, kind of thing. You, you want, you want, you want to hear, you want to hear something funny? We have a bar called the empire bar and it's, it's obviously, you know, an ode to the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. And we have a particular logo in there of the Stormtrooper helmet, which we did do research. I know for you, I know I can see. I'm, ner I'm nervous we for you. Lucas, we, did research, Wait, we did research that is actually not trademarkable or copyrightable. It's, it, it was considered a, a, a work Prior. of art and it's, it's in the yeah. public domain. That's in oh, the public okay. domain. It's, it's okay. too broad. But the, the irony is we are able to sell the Empire Bar with the Star Trooper helmet on it. And no Storm one- Greg, Storm Stormtrooper, Greg, Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper, has anybody from Lucasfilms or Star Wars or, or Disney or anybody's ever said anything. But because of that little bracelet, the little, mm -hmm. little rubber band bracelet, we, we got to see some stuff. You, you should make it a- okay. You should make an Ohio bar and see if they claim the state of Ohio as well. That's their very own. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't recommend it. I just like to instigate shit and see what happens. So do what you want to do. I just think it'd be fun for me. It'd if I were your agency, I would suggest against it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we'll take free advice anytime. I got you. Well, yeah. the, the only advice I'm going to give you guys tonight before we wrap up is if Greg doesn't put all those guitars behind him on guitar stands, I'm going to lose my shit. He's got three guitars behind him just propped up against the wall. I'm like, bro, you're killing me. John, I'm like, I, I have these BGBs. I have a rack, John. He, he, they're normally racked. They really okay. are. I, all right. I've, I've been into that room in his casita many a time and those things are normally racked okay i feel better i'm just i got it, you bro he was he was like slid over to the left of me a little bit and i could see the two acoustics just propped against yeah, the wall back yeah, there yeah, and i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. no you're right then, those those actually might stay there i'm not they look cozy they look all right you're yeah they look they look great until they tip over and those headstocks break off then not so much yeah so i actually my wall mount is here so you can't see it from where, okay. but that's what they usually up there. Oh, we, I was actually, sorry. How I was actually playing, yeah. and that's why they're out. Let's see yeah, here. see, we we should have just done a whole episode on guitars. I have a couple behind me. As you oh, can see. A couple. Nice. one or two. Yeah. Yeah. One or two. There, there's another six to my left over here that you can't see. All of them. Yeah. 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 What I want to know, Greg, is what is that arcade game behind you? It's oh, an arcade game. <laughs> Fifth million and one. It's like any, pick, just pick an arcade game and yeah, it's on that arcade it's game. It's like an emulator for it. arcade games? Yes, it's, it's so a fun. emulator. It's, it's so crazy. It's awesome. I found this guy. So this is like my office and that's like a bar. It's like, it's like a casita thing that's outside of our house. But I found this guy and he takes these old machines. So that's a Street Fighter. Remember that game Street Fighter? Oh, yeah, that was like my yeah, favorite yeah. game when I was a little kid. So he takes the old boxes and then he retrofits them and puts in like a nice new LED monitor in there. And then he puts an emulator with 5,000 arcade games. And then it's all Love set it. up. So it's, it was like, it was one of those things that like as a kid that my dream to always have like my own arcade machine. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, we're old. Oh, <laughs> um, we are old. I'm, uh, I lived in arcades. I mean, I'm, I'm super old. Oh yeah. So loved arcades. Oh, Quarters man. for days, man. Quarters for days. The good old what days. What was you guys' favorite game? What was the favorite arcade game? Well, you, all right. First of all, you got to keep in mind, like I'm of the Pong generation. So right. I've been, I've been around for a while. I remember begging my father for an Atari 2600 and being super pissed mm -hmm. off when he bought me a guitar instead. Ooh. And yeah, and <laughs> and now I'm just now I'm just covered in guitars here. So I guess it's really Roy's fault is what you're saying. It really is. Mm -hmm. What what about so peak video games uh, yeah. would have been when you know in my case I would have been in my teens and you go to Pizza Hut and you play 
Galaga yeah. or Pac-Man on that flat, mm-hmm. you know, like the sit down flat yeah, game. It, yep. You're across from somebody and you're getting a pan pizza and a big Coke and one of those yep. red plastic cups. And there's a Take salad bar. Oh, uh, that was the, that would be the best probably. But, <laughs> but like games started to hit their own when street fighter came around yes. and you started to have, you know, video capture. So they were actually videoing yeah. actors doing the movements and, and putting them in. That's when it hit its peak, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Okay, so I'm of the younger generation, but still old younger generation. Right. Where peak arcade was like you got to the movie theater an hour before the movie started because the movie theater had a badass arcade. And so, like, definitely OG, like, the Simpsons games, the Mortal Kombats, those were my yeah. jam. But then as I got a little bit older and the games got a little bit more advanced, did you guys ever play Crazy Taxi? Of oh, course, yeah. no. and that was my all-time favorite. Had my initials up on yes. the high score at the movie theater arcade. That was like I was okay, so proud. I feel like I, missed, I feel well, like I just I missed out on a part of life. Well, did. Frank will like this though. Yeah. One of my favorites was when Top Gun came out on arcade. Well, thank you, John. Thank yeah. And you're seat you're seated, and you got the joystick, and it would go side yep. to side. Yep. You know, yeah. and you're just firing missiles like this. You know, it's got like a thousand missiles on this one plane. You know, so John, if, if you ever get out to San Diego, and Frank can do this, he did it for me. It was like the greatest thrill of my life. Because <laughs> you know, it's funny. I you know how it is. Like they always say like musicians want to be professional athletes, and yep. athletes want to be rock star. And it's like athletes, like I wanted to like I wanted to do it, Frank. Like the idea of, yeah. I grew up in the Top Gun generation, flying jets always seemed like the coolest thing in the world. But he got me on to Miramar, which is obviously- I've been there. Top Gun. I've been there. And, yeah. Did, and he, he got me into the real deal, like simulator, like the, no. like the one they train on, the real pilots are training on. And it's a video was, game, man. Unbelievable. So if you ever get out of San Diego, you got to get him to take you. I, I've, oh, told, I've told this story so many times. It would have been my daughter, who's in the other room cooking right now, was would have been a baby. And I was working for a company at the time called Kinko's. They don't exist anymore, but it was one of them. <laughs> nice, nice. And they used to take us on these company, they called them company picnics, and they'd take us all over the place for them. And we went to San Diego a couple of years. And one year we, we went, they took us to Miramar. Yeah. And... Did you do there a, a couple of th- party, John? Yes. And there were a couple of things oh, that impressed me about it. My God. So the first thing that impressed me about it is I'm meeting these kids with these Humvees and, you know, 50 cal guns on top of them that are like 18 years old. And I'm like, and, and pilots that are like 18, 19 years old. I'm like, what the fuck? We're just like giving, you know, these planes are worth millions of dollars and there's just kids flying them like straight up kids, you know? And we had a, they were doing touch and goes for us. And it was the most amazing moment. You just watch these planes coming in, you know, and, you know, or jets. And it was just unreal. Like I, to this day, I'm still like just in awe of a, how young everybody was, but how incredibly well put together they were, you know, cause you, everyone says, you know, teenagers don't have their shit together. Not military, not, not not military kids. Like they got their shit together. Different breed. Yeah, it's, it was a really like, you know, I wouldn't call it life changing, but it was it was really an awe inspiring moment of really yeah. understanding how incredible the United States military is and what a good job they do of taking young people and and making them adults and giving mm-hmm. them responsibility. You yeah, know, it was very, very cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, tell you something real quick about about Frank, because he's. He first of all, he's the most gregarious marine you're ever going to meet in your life. He's like the most non-stereotypical right. marine. What? But yeah, I know. But he's had an unbelievable military career, right? Naval oh. Academy, going into you know flying Top Gun. You know, retired as commanding officer of an entire you know division up in at Pendleton and the whole day. Squadron. 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 Not that sick. I'm Sorry, not. man. But well, well, that kind of interesting. You know, if it wasn't for Frank and, you know, Frank being such a big part of this company, like we could never pull off a company like Hero. Like Hero would never work if it was like me. Like I, I or at least I would never feel authentic about it. I mean, I've, I've kind of maybe the more suburban legend, like still that, you know, 40 something year old guy that wants to compete with the 20 year olds and think, mm. you know, I'm the high school hero. But 
but Frank's like the real deal, man. The guy's, the guy's been there. He's, he's walked to walk. He's talked to talk. He's done the stuff. Yeah. And, and I think that's why so much of the voice that comes out through the company is just Frank, just who he is. Frank, you're the hero. Thanks, guys. This is a big partnership between me and Greg, by the way. Not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. No, that's oh, awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He, toots, he toots my horn, and I'm just, I'm happy to be here. Um, you know, keep, keep, keep love pushing it. the brand that I believe in. Yeah. Well, if people wanted to find you guys, where are they going to find you online? It sounds like we got a new website. So what's, what's, what's the new the website? Where are they going to find Website's you? Website's the same. Yeah. com. We're currently doing a Black Friday special right now, all the way till the end of the week. And if you use the code HOLIDAYHERO23 at checkout, save yourself 20% off your order. Like, uh, you're going to make me have to post this faster than I was intended. I know. I was like, John now has to post this immediately. It's all good. It's all good. I can, I can, I can, I can take care of you. And then free hero barbell is the Instagram. So at uh, free hero barbell, follow us. Lots of, lots more holiday specials coming up. So if they're at, at all interested, give us a follow, check out the website. And support us in, uh, through 2024 and beyond. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, Frank, Greg, thank you for joining. This has been really, really fun and Thanks, uh, great. And great to hear your journey. And it's nice seeing you know companies coming up and and really you know generating some influence in our mm-hmm. and, you know in our little niche yeah. sport, but but also making a big impact and and uh, you know creating some synergy. So thanks for what you guys are doing. Absolutely, John. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for, for having us and happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy yourselves tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to eat so much food. Me too. I can't can't (laughs) wait. I can't wait. All right. Well, Nikki, give that baby a kiss for me. Would you? I will. I will. Definitely. And for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining this evening and we will chat with you guys soon.